0: Good afternoon, everyone. Today is July 24th. It is Tuesday. It is also 1.20 in the afternoon. It's a nice Tuesday afternoon. Um, temperature outside is... I don't know Let's see the temperature outside. That's London. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the temperature in London. Um, 86 degrees currently in Lenexa, Kansas. And this is the Today with Trey podcast. I am your host, Trey Day we had an episode yesterday and we're going to double down with another episode today. So I had a month off. Uh, I didn't have a month off. I just didn't record for a month. And now I have to make up for that month loss that month lost. Yeah. We got pronounce this right. So here we are again with nothing but our wit and our will okay. to save the world. Yeah. I hope you guys caught that reference though. If you, if If you're a comic book fan, you caught that reference, obviously. But here we all are again with nothing but topics to talk about on this podcast. Today, I'm going to double down on Patrick Mahomes again, because why wouldn't I? Secondly, we're going to talk about Last Chance U. This is all in no particular, because I'm probably going to talk about Last Chance U first and then talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then thirdly, we might talk about some Gary Sanchez and the Yankees, even though I know most of the people, my friends, more specifically, that listen to this podcast don't give a shit about the Yankees. But maybe I have some New York listeners, and they actually care about when I talk about the Yankees or the Mets. So we're going to give the New York listeners, if there are any out there, we're going to give them something to look forward to. Because I, for one, am not on board with what's being said about Gary Sanchez But at the same time, he still has to be held accountable um, for what happened in Monday night's game against the Tampa Bay Rays. So this applies to any catcher, too, like not just Sanchez. Obviously, the situation happened to Sanchez on Monday, but like for any catcher that this happens to or any player in particular, that this happens to like like you have to be held accountable. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be doing anything like you have to be held accountable. So we'll get to that later in the show last chance you double down on Patrick Mahomes and some baseball talk which I don't do enough of to be honest so without further ado we'll get this show on the road this is another episode of, of the today with your podcast let's get started So like I said, we're going to start with, um, last chance (laughs) you, excuse me, we're going to start with last chance you. And, um, one of my friends, Cameron, Cameron, he doesn't, Cameron doesn't really watch last chance you anymore because of the, you know, the last season they had the second, let me the second season of the show, which was the last season they filmed at EMCC, which was wild, to say the least. Um, so they switched to... If you guys are... Most of you guys probably already know. Because you watched the show. They are out in Independence, Kansas. Which I didn't know was an actual city. I thought they were filming Independence, Missouri. <laughs> but bumfuck nowhere. Independence, Kansas. And that's where they're filming season 3 of uh, Last Chance U. And honestly... When they announced that they weren't going to be filming at EMCC, I was like, what, you know, what Juco are they going to go to now? Because, like, EMCC was, like, the original last chance you. Like, you fucked up at your D1 school. This is where you go. You go to EMCC to to resurrect your career. So I was like, well, they're leaving EMCC. Like, where are they going to record? But here we are in Independence, Kansas, way down in southern Kansas, which is over five hours away from where I live. And they have Malik Henry, transfer quarterback from Florida State, was formerly one of the was formerly the number one um, re- number one ranked quarterback of his uh graduating class. You had a transfer from Texas Tech, who um I, I'm only four episodes deep, so names are not gonna I'm not gonna the only reason I know Malik's name is because Malik is just we'll get to Malik. Um but yeah, they had a wide receiver transfer who was at Texas Tech, then he went to um, Garden City, and then he went to some school in California. I mean, he went to Texas Tech, some school in California, then he went to Garden City, then he went to, now he's here at Independence. Excuse me, you got a Michigan transfer, you got a Texas A&M transfer. Like, this talent on this roster is actually kind of comparable to the talent that was on the roster at EMCC, so um, credit to the the producers and you know those guys working on the show um, last chance you for doing their homework about where you know where's the best place we can film this show and have guys that are division one talent could be pos- could have been possible NFL talents um, but are seeking a last chance at you know um, a juco and they did a pretty good job Pretty good job of that. So, props to them. Um, makes the show pretty interesting. Their coach, Mike... Um, Jv, Forget his first name. I know it's Coach Brown. Whatever. The um, Coach, Coach Brown. Compton, dude. Straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucking name, Ice Cube. Um, but their coach, Coach Brown is... <laughs> wow. That's like... Like, you'd like the reason... They stopped filming at EMCCs because like the wheels fell off with the coaching staff and everything else. But shoot, this keeps up, we might have the same situation we had EMCC at um, ICC. Like Coach Brown, like you know he's just he's a competent dude, gonna play it straight, straight out the hood. And you know a lot of people may not like that, but I mean it is what it is. You just gotta kind of deal with it. And I had but. You know, I'm on four episodes deep. They just got done playing. I don't know how many of you guys have, you know, finished the see, finished it or whatnot. But before, uh, they just played. which game did I just watch? I just watched the game where they played Dodge City. And you know, those of you that live in Kansas, Dodge City, you know, five hours away, five hours west. It's a the old wild wild west out there. Um and they don't give a shit about anything. Um, but they just played Dodge City. Dodge City wasn't that great. And Malik Henry is something else. Let me tell you. Because, and this whole team is, well, this is when I realized like this whole team is something else. I thought, like, you know, I was kind of putting it on Coach Brown because, you know, he likes to cuss people out. Likes to yell. Likes to kind of, wouldn't say degrade his players, but, like, you know, like, he really gets into them. Calls them mother effers, and uh, he's like, you ain't shit. I don't need you. You need me. All this other stuff. I mean, which is partly true. He doesn't need them. They kind of need him. That's why this is last chance you. But, same time, like, we, like, athletes know, like, not every athletes and, you know, just regular people in general, like, no people don't respond to not everybody responds to um, certain types of coaching or teaching, so not everybody's gonna respond to being yelled at and cussed at twenty four seven at all times. So, but back to Dodge City. I'm, I'm t- God. Malik Henry is the biggest prima donna I've ever seen from the quarterback position. Like, I was, dude, There's some prima donna quarterbacks out there, like obvious that we know all about. But we're talking about just straight up like diva. Like, what? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, Malik, what is wrong with you, dog? I'm telling you. Like, okay, so they were in Dodge. Like, when I said they were in Dodge City, he was pulled because he got in an argument with uh, Coach Brown because they were, you know, struck. They were, like, having trouble with the play calls. Like, I guess Coach Brown didn't have, you know, the full play call sheet. That was on Malik's wristband. And Malik was like, and they had, had got to delay a game because Coach Brown couldn't get the entire play in. And Malik was like, I'm getting out. He's like, I'm getting out the play. What kind of shit is this? I gotta, like, this is stupid. Like, give me the play. Give me the play. I need the play. Like, I understand, Jack. You can be upset like because you, you didn't get the play. And you guys cost yourself five yards because you didn't get the play. Like, that's fine. But you don't come over and be like, Y'all this fucking suck. Like, this is so unorganized and shit. Like, you can't coach. You ain't shit of a coach. Like, nah, yeah, yeah, Like, dude, Malik was like really, like, really trying to lay in Coach Brown. Like, Coach Brown turned around and was like, You ain't shit. Da, da, da. Like, they were they were really about to get into it. They were getting into it on silent. And then Coach Brown was just like, okay, F it. I'm gonna pull you. Pulls Malik. And I can see why you pulled Malik. Because I mean, like I said, it's different if, if Malik was gonna be like I'm not getting the plays like we need to we need to fix this because like I'm not getting the plays in like it doesn't matter what level it is high school, pop one or NFL, college, JUCO, it doesn't matter what level. When you're not your quarterback isn't getting the plays and you're getting delayed games, that's on if it's on the whether it's on the coach, players, whatever, that's gotta be fixed. That can't happen. It it's just, it's inexcusable, that can't happen, so when Malik comes back to the sideline and says, I'm not getting the full plays, like, we need to fix this, like, we need to get this under control right now, that's fine, because it's the truth, you gotta get this under control, like, this has to be fixed, like, we can't have this, but when Malik comes to the sideline and says, I'm not getting the plays, y'all ain't shit, this is fucking stupid, like, y'all are unorganized, and all this other crazy shit, that that can happen. Then you get in a verbal confrontation with the coach, and it's like, "He's like, you fuck out of here." Like it was like you have to see it because I don't. I'm sick of repeating what they said because it's making me look bad, and I have to cuss so much to repeat what they said. You need to watch the episode to get the full effect, and I'm sure most of some of you have seen like the entire season. I'm not binge watching it. I'm just watching you know a couple episodes at a time because I just don't binge watch shows like I used to because I'm um since I started you know. Uh, streaming since I started streaming Fortnite games. Oh, we're going to talk about Fortnite too. Um we're going to talk about Fortnite too. So, we got four topics today. We're going to talk about Fortnite and I got four topics for you today. But back to Malik Henry. So, yeah, so you can't like you can't do that. Like you, it, you you just can't. And also Coach Brown can't like get in his player's face. Because he has a disagreement with them and like escalate the situation. Like it's cool if you like you know, you tell your guy, like, don't talk to me like that. Like you're not, you're not going to talk to me like that. But don't just like get in their face and like escalate what was like escalate something that doesn't need to be escalating. And then in that very same game, the coach, one of his assistant coaches wanted like legitimately wants to square up with him because his wide the wide receivers coach. He was like, my receiver coach is gonna be like because the wide receivers weren't getting set. They're in they were in the wrong formation, whatever. And he's like Coach Brown turned around and was like he's like, Your wide receiver suck. And like threw his um threw his headset off. And he didn't throw it at the wide receiver's coach. He just threw his headset off. Wide receiver's coach picked up the headset headset and chucked it at it, and chucked it at Coach Brown. Coach Brown like never saw it at first, but then he looked at his headset and he's like he's like, Who the fuck threw that? And then wide receiver was like the wide receiver's coach was like really he was like he's like I don't give a fuck anymore. He's like, I threw it. I threw that headset, and he's like, "But he's like, Coach Brown's like, dude, no, no, we're not doing this right now." I'm like, get the fuck away from me! He's like, we're not doing this, and then the wide receivers coach like really was like really wanted to square up with Coach Brown. He's like, was "Like, jump! You feeling froggy? Jump!" And I was like, they they were really about to get into it on the sideline in the middle of a timeout. I'm telling you, it was wild because, like, like I said, what happened at AMCC with the coaches? Excuse me. Coach is losing, falling off the wagon, and everything right now. Like we're only one season deep at ICC, like they might just cut ICC after one season because this this is wild. And then, like the following week, turns out Malik A can <laughs> a Malik can't even pass art class because he doesn't show up on time. And then B, the quarterbacks coach. Who, by the way, is working there for free? And I actually happen to like the quarterbacks coach. Like, I think he like does a you know above average job with like with what he has. And he's got oh my god, Coach Brown ring like I that was some like I ain't never seen nothing like him. My parents, ain't, I, I could I don't even know like I my parents have never like the way Coach Brown was yelling at the quarterbacks coach for Malik being late to class and like the coaches the assistant coaches they're like responsible for x amount of players. To make sure they a get to class and b they're at class on time, and Malik I guess been in the late a handful of times and he's like you he's like you a basically you had one job, and your job was to make sure Malik get to this class on time and Malik's late all all the damn time and like you had one job and like I had never seen anything like it. Coach Brown is legitimately crazy, but somebody told me on Twitter and they were like I don't know like like I don't blame Malik I gotta like because coach like coach brown obviously the team like as far as i'm in right now episode i'm on episode 5 right now their team's 4 wrong. the team's 4-1 so obviously coach brown's doing something right because his players are lazy as shit they don't want to do anything so obviously coach brown's doing something right if he's got the team at 4-1 beat the defending national champions um you know even though they tried their absolute hardest to give that game away but they beat the defending national champions and it's like Obviously, Coach Brown is doing something right, and like his players are testing his patience. I've never seen a coach like have his test and his patience his patience tested so much in a season. Like I didn't think it was really possible to have his patience tested that much. But my question, I have one question about Malik, not just Malik, but. This question has nothing to do with, this question doesn't even have anything to do with the schools, EMCC or um, ICC. That has nothing to do with them. My question is to Jimbo Fisher. This is the third quarterback, I believe, that came from Florida State. This is the third Florida State quarterback that we've seen on last chance year, whether it was at EMCC or it's at ICC. It's so the third Florida State quarterback we've had. And every single one of them has a... Well, every single one of them, their problems were off the field. One of them punched a woman at the bar. Uh, the other one was just getting in trouble. And then Malik... I mean, I'm, mental health is obviously important, and like Malik had like his... Part of his problem was like mental health. But like Blake was just like not doing what he's supposed to do. At the same time, when Jimbo Fisher recruits these kids, like do, who does he talk to when he's recruiting these kids? Like who, like who is he going out and talking to when he recruits these kids? Like does, I, obviously he's going to talk to the families, but like, and he's going to talk to the coaches because that's you know recruiting one-on-one. Talk to family, talk to coach. But does this Jimbo recruit to like? Ask his friends, you know. Ask his, fr- ask their friends stuff. Ask like, you know, just pe- random people in the school. Hey, what do you think of Malik Henry? Like, what's he like? What's Malik Henry like in the hallways, and uh, what's Malik Henry like in the classroom? Because you can just, I mean, looking at the grade book, it doesn't tell the whole story because. Nowadays, in high school, teachers will pass you just because you're on the football team and you're, you know, the number one recruit in the nation. So, just looking at the grade book isn't going to tell you the whole story. Like, does Jimbo fit? Did Jimbo Fisher like? Like, you can literally just walk the hallways of his high of said player's high school. It doesn't matter um, the kid that's at FAU now. I mean, yeah, that's at FAU now from last season, or um, Jonathan Franklin or Malik. Like, you could literally walk the halls of their respective school, high schools, and be like, what's Jonathan Franklin like in the hallways? Like, who does he hang out with? Like, who does he talk to? Is he, like, does he, is he one of those guys that likes to, you know, like, the, like, bully, like, stands in, like, stands with a group of crowd of people and they like to talk shit on people as they're walking by? Like, is he one of, the, like, does he hang out with those kind of people? You can go to teachers. Um, obviously, my this grade says he's got a B, C, A, whatever the grade is. But like, what's Malik like in the classroom? Does he pay attention? Is he one of those kids that just doesn't bring like doesn't bring notes to class? Like every time you see him, is he one of those kids that's like I don't have any paper, I don't have a pen? Can I? Well, I mean, I I like I sometimes, occasion I ask to borrow a pen just because you know either your pen's out of ink or like you you know you just didn't have or you just. Sometimes I'll forget mine at home, like whatever, like, but is he one of those people that's like consistently asking for a pen to borrow a pen? Is he one of those people that's consistently asking, consistently asking, you know, I don't have any paper. Can I borrow some paper? I don't have my calculator. Um, is he one of those people like, you know, if he's struggling, like, will he ask you like, I need help or, or, are you like twisting his arm to like get stuff done in the classroom? This, that, and the other. Like, does Jimbo Fisher ask these kind of questions when he recruits these quarterbacks? Because this is, the, like I said, this is the third quarterback that has come from Florida State when Jim during Jimbo Fisher's Jimbo Fisher's tenure. This is the third quarterback that's had to try, that's been a suspended and then kicked off the team, and then B had to ended up at JUCO to try and save their football careers. And I'm telling, you, and I'm not gonna lie. Malik Henry is like one of the like he like from what I can get, what I can see on this show. Malik Henry is, is you know he's fairly talented and he's about as smart as a quarterback as he get. Like I can see from the talent standpoint and you know the smart, the football IQ. I can see why he was the number one recruit in the country, but at the same time, also like like how were you the number one recruit in the country, and like what was Jim, what what did I want to know? What did Jimbo Fisher see in you when he recruited you to come to Florida State? That's what I want to know, because I am I cannot wrap my head around how someone is lazy and as um, combative and disinterested. As Malik Henry, like how someone like that can end up at Florida State. And he it's not like he was at Florida State just and because right awake in a red shirt. Like when he got there, Jameis Winston had already left. Because he was a 2016, he was a class of 2016. So when he got there, Jameis Winston had already left. He had a legitimate chance to start. He had a legitimate chance to be the starting quarterback. He was playing the 2016 spring game. And had a legitimate chance to start as the Florida State quarterback of the future. Basically, that's what it was. And he dicked it all the way for Jimbo. I mean, obviously, college coaches aren't gonna say nothing. So when like when they ask him about it, Jimbo's like I mean, he suspended indefinitely. He suspended indefinitely. That's all that's all he would say during the interview. So Jim, Jimbo, you recruited this kid. Like you, Unless you like just didn't talk to as many people as you could talk to, or not even you, Jimbo, like your, your, your recruiting guys, like the guys you, like you sent to go, re- the guys you're sending out on recruiting trips all the time, they obviously, you or they didn't talk to somebody. And like, that's got to change, Jimbo. Because you can't have three, like when, when, you're, when your school is being represented on a, a Netflix original, multiple times all from quarterbacks like whoever's recruiting your quarterbacks like you you need to do something whether it's you going to talk to them or it's your you're sending off an assistant coach or you know your quarterback's coach or your you know your head recruiter um to talk to these guys like they need to do a better job. Somebody's gotta do a better job because that's gotta be fixed. Because if I look on here next season if they do if they do a, a fourth season of last chance you and I look on there and there's another fucking Florida State quarterback Jimbo, you didn't leave until this this is your first season at Texas A&M. Last season was your last year at Florida State. So if I look on there and I see another Florida State quarterback, that's on you once again. That is on you, your recruiter, your quarterback's coach, your offense coordinator, whoever you sent out there to talk to that quarterback, that's on you guys. Again. And it wouldn't shock me if we come to season five of Last Chance U and the quarterback is from Texas A&M because you recruited him. Like, uh, but we'll talk more. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, last chance, you. When I finish it, like I said, I'm on episode five right now, so I'm about halfway done. I guess. Oh no, I can't remember exactly how many episodes are. But we'll talk about that. Talk about more when I finish it. Um, that's all I got for last chance. You because it's like, oh, Bleak Henry's bugging me. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, Bleak. He got a mouth too. <laughs> if somebody ever said. They was giving my mama back shots on a football field. I'm, I'm I promise you, football field, real life doesn't matter. If you say to my face, you giving my mama back shots, I'm kicking you in your teeth. I don't care if we're in the middle of a basketball game, a baseball game, football game. Doesn't matter. I will get ejected on the spot if you say you give my mama back shots because that's there's a line like when you when you talk trash, there's a line you don't cross. When you say that, you cross that line, and now I have to hurt you. I don't care if I get ejected. I'm kicking you, squaring your teeth right then and there. And you can fight me if you want to, but you're going to lose that battle because you're not going to talk about my mama like that. It's just not, this just doesn't work that way. But if you haven't seen Last Chance You, you know, if that's your thing, football's your thing, well, you can do that. Last Chance You. They're four and one right now. They'd be defending national championships, so you know something's going right. I don't know how they're winning, but you know they say winning solves a lot of problems, and it's solving a great deal of problems in Independence, Kansas. <laughs> but um, we're gonna stay on football, but we're gonna bump it up a couple ranks to the NFL, and we're gonna double down on some Patrick Mahomes talk. So we'll be right back. Alright, so like I said on the last podcast episode yesterday, Patrick Mahomes has arrived in St. Joe, arrived with the rookies, injured guys, rookies, injured guys, uh, free agent signings, rookie free agents, the works, like Travis Kelsey and the linemen, of course, Mitch Morse, well, Mitch Morse was one of the hurt guys, so scratch it, start over. Quarterbacks, rookies, undrafted free agents, free agent signings, you know, tryout guys and guys that were hurt, that were hurt this offseason and last season, they all reported to camp on Sunday. Travis Kelsey, you know, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, they don't get there to the end of the week. So they got a couple days before they show up to camp. So on, I said, today is Tuesday. So that means. Um, day two of practice is happening today. Well, it's done already. It's as I'm 1:45 in the afternoon as I'm recording this, so they're probably doing film stuff. They're, excuse me, they're done with practice for the day because you know Andy Reid likes to do it early, early, early in the morning. In the morning, I'm trying to stall because I had this video and then my phone locked. Okay, so Adam Shine was on CBS Sports CBS Sports Network and was talking about Patrick Mahomes. Quote, this is what Shine uh, had to say about Patrick Mahomes. Quote, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a star. I think he's going to be special. I think he's going to be a dark horse for NFL MVP. Close quote. I mean, hey, those are some pretty hefty words. You already got the comparisons, you know, that they always do with Patrick Mahomes. Talking about Brett Favre um you know Aaron Rodgers all those kinds of comparisons like the comparisons have been running free for quite some time about Patrick Mahomes and quite frankly they're pretty solid comparisons and the from what i've heard Andy Reid is putting no limitations on Patrick and he wants Patrick to not put any limitations on himself like okay Patrick Mahomes let's let's start from the beginning Patrick Mahomes is has I want to say God, I don't want to hype I don't want to exaggerate this too much, but I'm I really I'm I'm I don't don't I'm I'm going I'm going to exaggerate this. Patrick Mahomes has otherworldly talent. Like talent. I personally other than Aaron Rodgers, in my lifetime, and and when I say my lifetime, I mean me being to mentally comprehend the game of football. In my lifetime, I have never seen somebody as physically gifted as Patrick Mahomes other than maybe Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is probably the only person I've ever seen in my life that is as physically gifted as Patrick Mahomes. And even then, I'm willing to venture and say Patrick Mahomes is probably more physically gifted than Aaron Rodgers was at the peak of before he started breaking his collarbone. So, that's that's like... That's just what Patrick Mahomes is, and that's what he's going to be. So, like when I say, so when you say like the Brett Favre comparisons, the Aaron Rodgers comparisons, like you shouldn't blink twice at it because they're true. They're right. Anybody who compares to Brett Favre is right. And the best part about it is like you can compare Patrick Mahomes to Brett Favre, and it's fine. But Patrick Mahomes isn't going to throw the interceptions that Brett Favre threw. I don't think there's going to be a quarterback in the world that's going to throw the interceptions Brett Favre threw, but. Because that record will probably never be broken, but it's like, so Andy Reid said he doesn't want to put Andy Reid doesn't want to put any limitations on Patrick Mahomes, and he doesn't want Patrick Mahomes to put any limitations on himself. So he's basically telling Mahomes, "Let it fly, just let it rip." And you have. Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Cream Hunt, and a pretty, de- pretty good, off- pretty good, and I shouldn't say decent, a, p- a pretty damn good offensive line to boot. I, I tell them to let it. I tell him let it rip too. You, you're literally the most physically gifted. I'd say if you had to rank the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL, I couldn't even rank them. So I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you the. Before- Three or five most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL would probably would be Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Carson Wentz. Those would probably be those are probably that would probably be my five most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL. And even then Stafford, Mahomes, and Rodgers would be the top three. And then with Wilson and Wentz rounding out the top five. Um so, those five quarterbacks won. Matthew Stafford is the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers will probably break that when he gets his deal. Carson Wentz will get a hefty deal when his rookie contract's up. Russell Wilson, he's already got his extension, makes a hefty amount. Patrick Mahomes still making $5 million a year on his rookie deal. But, I mean, like, so the Dark Horse MVPs talk. As we all know, like, running backs don't win MVPs, wide receivers don't win MVPs, and defensive players sure as shit don't win MVPs. The MVP award really only goes to quarterbacks. <laughs> they really only ever give it to quarterbacks. I don't know why. Oh, I do know why, because the quarterback touches the ball on every snap. But, like, at some point, you would think a quarterback, like, would not win it. Except for maybe the season of Sean Alexander won the MVP. Um... Like Antonio Brown could have won an MVP. Or like Priest Holmes, like when he was running the ball, he could have won an MVP. Who else could won an MVP? Uh that was a who what other running back could win MVP? Todd Gurley could have won MVP last year. Um Peyton Hillis won the rushing title in the Madden cover and didn't get MVP. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, they only give it to quarterbacks. And so, like, when he says, like, okay, yeah, A, he could be a dark horse candidate for an MVP. Patrick Mahomes can be a dark horse candidate for an MVP simply because he's a quarterback. But B, it's like legit. He's that good. And the offense is set up to help him. And I'm pretty sure there's a quote. I can't find it anymore. There's a quote that said, Patrick Patrick Mahomes said that, you know, the guys he has on offense makes his job a lot easier. Excuse me. The guys he has on office make makes his job a lot easier, which is the cold hearted truth. You have Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Kareem Punt. Your job is vastly is so much easier than it. Um, so much easier than other people, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, oh! Snap! Actually, I clicked out of the. I want to play the video, but like this audio is gonna suck. So we'll 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 bear with me. He
1: spoke to the Chiefs' website over the weekend and said he does not want second-year quarterback Patrick Mahomes to be hesitant in his first season as the starting quarterback in Kansas City. Yeah, let it fly, kid. Absolutely. And there have been those who have compared Patrick Mahomes to Brett Favre. And Brett Favre, of course, was with Andy Reid when they were together in Kansas City. Look, I actually think Patrick Mahomes is going to be even more accurate early in his career than Favre ever was. Favre obviously was a Hall of Famer. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a star. I think he's going to be special. I think he's going to be a dark horse for NFL MVP this season And I can't wait to watch it all unfold. Andy Reid is an unbelievable teacher. He's a quarterback guru. And I think this combination in Kansas City, Reid is the head coach of the play caller. Patty Mahomes is a quarterback. I think it's going to be special right away.
0: See, like, the hype is never going to die around Patrick Mahomes unless he kills it himself by, you know, just playing absolutely atrocious. And I'm so sick of Christian saying that um, Patrick Mahomes is basically Jay Cutler because it's not true. Like Christian, Jay Cutler had a cannon arm, but Patrick Mahomes is so much more than his can than a cannon arm. Like we know, he's basically Mega Man, but Patrick Mahomes is like his his football aptitude is through the roof. He's about as smart as about as smart of a quarterback as you're gonna as smart as a second quarterback as you're gonna find. He's only gonna get smarter. He's gifted with his legs like he can he can can run he can run he's a very physically gifted and like Patrick Mahomes just makes more plays than Jay Cully. Patrick Mahomes okay so Jay Cully went to Vanderbilt almost just about every Vanderbilt court excuse him offensive record as a quarterback um in school history just because Vanderbilt just has never had that many good quarterbacks so it was easy for him to accumulate these records but Patrick Mahomes like is a it comes from Texas Tech with an air raid offense and like literally all they did was throw the ball and give up points on the defensive side of the ball cuz it didn't stop people um couldn't stop people at all on the defensive side of the ball so like literally Patrick Mahomes had to carry his team to victories they remember the Oklahoma game my buddy I have, I have a friend Jeff I was never super high on Patrick Mahomes up until the there was a point Jeff had to consistently remind me that Patrick Mahomes is a real deal. Because, like, the thing I hated about Patrick Mahomes was his footwork. His footwork was god-awful when he was at Texas A&M. Like, I, I, could, clearly, I could clearly see the talent. I could see the arm strength. I could see the playmaking ability. I could see all, this I could see all the throws he can make every, literally any throw he wants to with his eyes closed. That's fine. And any platform doesn't matter. He can do all that. But, like, the thing that killed me was his footwork. Like I absolutely hated his footwork, and like when when you're when you're a quarterback, your footwork is your you know that's that's rule number one, like quarterback 101 one, footwork needs to be right. And I guess I, I guess I like did, I just didn't understand the talent level that Mahomes had to where he would do all this stuff and his footwork didn't matter, and that's probably what you know turned me off when. It, came to Patrick Mahomes when he was at Texas a and it was like, I was such a big guy on footwork from the quarterback position that it was like, I didn't realize like Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes was doing all this with bad footwork. <laughs> with like, a, I've, I've never seen anything like it. Like, Pat, like Aaron Rodgers can make any throw from any platform. Matt Stafford can do all the different arm slots, all the different platforms, all that. But like, Though they didn't do it on consistent basis, like their footwork was pretty solid, especially uh, for college quarterbacks, which is why they were drafted. Well, in Stafford's case, drafted number one, and you know what you, we all know what happened to Rodgers. But Patrick Mahomes literally just did what do it would do all these throws off platform arm slots, whatever, on purpose, <laughs> just because just because he was so physically gifted that he could do it. So that's not Jay Cutler that's it's it's not even close to Jay color Christian, and I hope you realize that, but I want, to, I want to touch on Andy Reed like okay, so my the funniest thing is my uncle is like one of those guys that I don't know he thinks Andy Reed isn't the guy for the job the the guy for the blah, 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 the guy for the job here in Kansas City, so yeah, people like, okay, like I said, people don't think um Andy is the guy for the job here in Kansas City, which is kind absurd. I don't know why you wouldn't think that. He's entering the sixth season and we've made the playoffs five of those six years. Um my uncle is under the impression that the that the Chiefs need to fire just because Andy Regis just because Andy Reed's not a, a vocal coach. Like he's not a get in your face kind of guy. Which is once again this is also my same uncle that said Joe Johnson would be the, that Joe Johnson was the key for the Rockets to beat Golden State in the playoffs. <laughs> I swear to god it was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. My uncle like was like we were sitting there watching This was during um Memorial Day. This is Memorial Weekend. We're sitting there watching game five, I believe. Um Did the did the Rockets win game? No. We're watching game six. like we're watching I think uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're watching one of these games. There was one it was one of the games in Houston. The game Golden State like blew out the Warriors. I mean Gold State blew out the Rockets in Houston. My uncle was like legitimately like Mike D'Antonio need to put in Joe Johnson. We need to put in Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's the X fire. Like Joe Johnson can do something right here. Literally within two minutes of Joe Johnson being in the game, like the game was already kind of you know out of reach. But literally within two minutes of Joe Johnson being in the game, the man was a minus 10 and a 10 point lead turned into a 20 point lead in like two minutes. Of Joe Johnson being on the floor. My uncle was like, nah, bro, Joe Johnson, like he Whatever. So my uncle is the same, like he is under the pressure that they need to fire Andy Reed because he's not a get in your face kind of coach, which is absolutely stupid. And every time he says it, I want to pull my hair out. Uh so you're like you're asking, you have to ask yourself Okay, let's entertain that thought for a second. I want to entertain that thought for a second. If the Chiefs were to fire Andy Reed, Andy Reid is undoubtedly probably the second be- he no, he's probably the second best coach in the NFL. Like c- you can make, yeah. Obviously, Bill 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 Belichick is the best coach in the NFL. I could easily, without a doubt, make the argument that Andy Reid, even without the super, even without a Super Bowl victory, Andy Reid is the second best coach in the NFL and the second, which would make him the second best coach in the AFC. He'd be, he's the best coach in the NFL, maybe next to Sean Payton um him Sean Payton uh who else is there I'm trying to think of coaches off the top of my head I don't want to get into that right now but like him and Sean Payton like you could put them like one two one a one b outside of Bill Belichick guys not named Bill Belichick Sean Payton and any Reid can put them one a one b so, if you fire Andy Reid, you're not, unless you somehow find a way to pry Sean Payton from New Orleans or another coach from another good coach like Sean McVay from LA or, you know, something like that, or Mike Zimmer from um, Minnesota, you're literally not going to find another coach that A is going to win right away, B, you're not going to find a better quarterback coach. Or a better coach, or better coach that can, to a better coach to coach your quarterback of the future, and see, this is the most success the Chiefs have had with a with the head coach since Dick Vermeil was here. <laughs> like if you like, I want like think about that. Like the, when Dick Vermeil left, like the Chiefs went downhill and they were never good. They had, um, God, what's his name? We had Dick Vermeil. We had Romeo. Like okay, after Dick Vermeil, we had Romeo Romeo Cornell. We had uh, gosh, who is the Browns offensive coordinator? Uh, the Browns offensive coordinator was coaching Matt Castle. I cannot for the life of me. Todd Haley. We had Todd Haley, Romeo Cornell, and then Andy Reid. Like after Dick Vermeil left, it was whew, It was rough. So. You're basically setting the franchise back another couple years, excuse me, another couple of years if you were to fire Andy Reid. So the thought of firing Andy Reid is just patently absurd, and my uncle needs to watch more football. <laughs> for saying, for even putting the thought in my mind, like, why, dude? I get eerie, it bugs me to think about it, like, cause he because I know for a fact the moment something goes wrong for the chiefs this season anything it doesn't matter what it's going to be if anything goes wrong for the chiefs if it's even if it's just one game let's say the Chiefs lose the game because you know we don't get a stop on a two-minute drill or we didn't score on the two-minute drill at the end of the game. And we lose by a touchdown or we lose by a field goal, or we lose by five points, whatever the case may be. One possession game. If anything goes wrong, my uncle will turn around and say, We need to fire Andy Reid. We would have won that game with a different coach. Like, we're literally not going to find another coach as good as Andy Reid for another five years. So why in the hell would I can the best coach we're gonna, the best coach you're gonna have? You don't do it. That's like it's like when we buy iPhones. Why would I buy an iPhone? Why would I buy an iPhone? If I know I'm if I know an iPhone 10 is out, why would I no see like I can't even it's like phones. Why would I buy a Samsung phone when Apple is clearly the best? There you go. There you have. There's the comparison. I have an iPhone. This iPhone could scream. My screen could shine. This thing could blow up in my hand. Whatever. And I'm still not getting a Samsung. Andy Reid could blow. F- Andy Reid could have a down season. We don't make the playoffs. Yada, 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 things. We could have a worst case scenario season this year. And I'm still not firing Andy Reid. Not even think. It's the thoughts. Not even like okay. Yes, Andy Reid has has an extension, so like he's going to like his job is secure. But the thought isn't going to even cross my mind about firing Andy Reid. Maybe now Bob Sutton. He's a different. Bob Sutton is a different story. But Andy Reid. Thoughts not even crossing my mind. So I'm. I promise you. Like this podcast is going to be around for a long time. I promise you that it's going to be around for a long time. Especially when I'm doing my film reviews. So. When, I'm telling you, when something goes wrong, anything, you guys will be the first to know when my uncle, like, loses his mind and says something stupid about finding Andy Reid or, like, we need to get rid of Travis Kelsey or, or... I will let you know what he says because he's going to say something that's way out of pocket. And I'm going to send him that meme and it's like, you, the pocket, way out of pocket. So... (laughs) Buy into the hype on Patrick Mahomes. Buy into the hype on Andy Reid. Buy into the hype on the Chiefs in general. And you'll be fine. It's that simple. But we'll talk about Gary Sanchez. And I also want to talk about Fortnite. Fortnite's not going to be that long. So I might just put them together. Gary Sanchez or Fortnite. Woo! Just like Dave and Price in Fortnite. We'll be right back. Okay. So the New York Yankees lost seven six on monday night to the tampa bay rays so fifth time in a the row they've lost to the tampa bay rays which is the second longest streak they've ever had to one team and the um yeah the second longest streak they've ever had to one team they lost seven in a row no it's not the longest streak they lost seven in a row to tampa bay from like 2012 to 2013 to spanned over two seasons but okay so gary sanchez had two blunders which is, ah, it's kind of, I'm walking a fine line when I talk about this because I want to defend Gary Sanchez, but I also need, to, like I said in the intro, like people have to be held accountable. So in the first inning, Gary Sanchez crossed up with Luis Severino, thought he was going to fastball, got a slider, it hit off a shin guard, and it just kept rolling away. And if you guys, if you guys watch baseball, the, um, the Tampa Bay Rays, they play on AstroTurf, and everybody knows after AstroTurf, you know, that ball gets going. It gets moving. It's moving. So when that ball kicks away, it kicks up the third base line, and you know just keeps rolling. And Jake Bowers, who's standing on second base, obviously he's going to get third base on the on the ball that got away. But he also made it home because Gary Sanchez wasn't busting his ass out of out of the box to go get the ball. And then Jake Bowers scored from second on the pass ball, which is utterly absurd. But God, I'm I'm, I'm going to defend I'm going to defend him on this one because if. But if the ball didn't get away as far as it did, and you know Gary Sanchez gave that like, like that same effort to get to the ball, but the ball just didn't get away as far, like you wouldn't have cared. If he like half-ass jogged it to get to the ball, but it didn't really get away that far, and Jake Bowers is standing on third and doesn't score, you don't care. You're not gonna care. I, I you can say you care all you want to. I don't like you can say you will all you want to. You're not going to care at all. Because if you watch baseball, for those of you baseball fans, you know, pass ball, ball gets away. That guy on first, that guy on second, they're getting that next bag. Okay, <laughs> one time you're not getting that next bag is if you know you throw a wild pitch or a pass ball and it hits, and you got one of those concrete backstops and it just ricochets right back to you. And you know you can get them at second or get him at third or whatever. Like it happened to Gary Sanchez in New York. It, um, Chapman threw, threw a wild pitch. It hit it hit one of the mats between it hit the mat that at the top of the mat before the netting starts and it fired right back to him hard as shit. And he threw Tony camp out at third. So, but yeah, like I said, on a pass ball, wild pitch, that guy on first, that guy on second, they're getting the next back. Like you're just, you have accepted that fact that they're getting the next back. And, Generally speaking, the ball doesn't really ever get away that far on pass balls and wild pitches. Like it never really gets away that far. So like when the ball, when that ball that hit Gary Sanchez in the leg on the cross up, like just keeps rolling and rolling. The ball, the ball basically rolled all the way to third base. Like that's how far it rolled. It rolled all the way up the line, basically to third base. And Gary, Gary Sanchez is running in the catcher's gear, has to run. Essentially, all the way to third base to go get this ball. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm I'm not trying to make an excuse for him, but at the same time, you have to understand what just happened. This ball hit Gary Sanchez, and the rolled all the way to third base, and he had to run all the way over there to get it. Obviously, when it first when he first got up, he was dogging it to go get the ball, and then it's you know you got to turn on the when he starts to go. It's like oh I got to turn on the switch, got to go get this ball. But, if the ball doesn't roll all the way to third base and he dogs it coming out of his stance to go get the ball, you're not going to care. I promise you won't. (laughs) I promise you will not care if this ball, like, if the ball barely gets away and he dogs it over there to get it. Because, like I said, you know that guy has the next bag locked up. Like, he is getting the next bag. You move on to the next pitch. It is what it is. Now... The one I can't excuse, like it, I just can't, is the 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 game-ending ground out. Gary Sanchez, pull hitter, they shift. Like Gary Sanchez gets shift as a right-handed batter. They'll play second base play up the middle. Shortstop will play a little bit more in the hole, and you know, you got third baseman too. So, like, Gary Sanchez is shifted up the middle into the left side. Hits a rocket up the middle, but the way they're shifted, like, it's, it, it's hard to get the lead runner at second the way they're shifted. And the where and to, from where Gary hit this ball, it's hard to get. Him. And honestly, the bases were loaded, It would have tied the game had Gary Sanchez busted it out of the box. He didn't. He didn't bust it out of the box. Like he really, you can't. That's inexcusable. It's you it. just can't have it. And people talk about Gary Sanchez's defense, and you know, all this other stuff, but his hustle has. I don't. From I pretty much I literally watch every Yankees game. I've never I've never seen Gary Sanchez at the major league level at the major league level not hustle. Like I just happened the one time. This is the this is the first time I've like seen Gary Sanchez, Like Gary Sanchez has had some mental lapses, you know, behind the plate when catching, you know, letting balls get past him and whatnot. But like I have never seen him not hustle on the field. It just not until Monday night when he. You got to bust it out of the box. Regardless if you think, you know, you just hit the game ending ground out and, you know, they're just going to go the short way to second. Regardless if you think that, you still have to bust it out of the box because, like, you know what they always say. You just you put the ball in play. You never know what can happen. That's the perfect – that's – when they say put the ball in play because you never know what happen- Never know what can happen, this is exactly what they're talking about because, as you saw, they couldn't get the out of second, but they were still able to get Gary at first because he didn't bust it out of the box. Like I said, I've never seen Gary like not hustle. Gary Sanchez was had to miss close to a month of base, had to miss 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 close to a month of games because he was busting it down the line trying to beat out a double play ball and hurt his groin. So, hustle is not the the man. Obviously, hustles because he hurt himself hustling down the line trying to beat out a double play ball in Tampa Bay, mind you. <laughs> Less than a month ago, while they were in Tampa Bay, when they got swept, he was busting his ass down the line trying to get to first base. And I don't, I don't understand why people like when it comes to running full speed down the first base line. Now, Gary Sanchez, like the, the situation for Gary Sanchez doesn't apply because this is the bottom of the this is top of the ninth inning. It's your last chance. Two outs, bases loading. As long as you get on base, you guys t- at least tie the game. That's it. So you have to you have to bust it no matter what. But I'm so sick of people like talking about guys not running hard down to first base. If it's a ground out to second, you know they get they always say give me a a, a professional a professional sprint. They call it a professional sprint because you're only given like seventy percent. Like it like g- give me a give me a um you know a, a crisp jog. Give me a crisp jog down to first base. But if you're gonna ground out to second base and there's no shift, like and he's right there. I'm not asking you to bust it 110 percent down the line. Bryce Harper busted his ass 110 percent down the line on a ground ball and about ripped his about ripped his leg in half, and now he doesn't uh, ground ball to second. Bryce Harper's like, "Fuck this, I'm not. No, no, sir. I about tore my leg in half. I'm about I ba- he basically almost tore his ACL running down to first base because he was busting it down the line when he didn't really need to. Well, I mean. He had an opportunity to beat the play out at first base. But at the same time, like you're busting 100% on the line, and you almost blow out your knee, and you basically blow out your knee. like You're in a shoot, uh, let me take it easy. I might not want to bust it on the line on this ground ball. Ground ball at the second base, you know, you got me. We can see that at bat. That's why they call it a professional sprint. Like, you're not asking you to give me 100% on a simple ground ball to second base because you don't need to give 100% on a ground ball to second base. You know, why would I ask you to do that for me? And hurt you and risk hurting yourself. Which is why people like got on Robinson Cano. People get on Robinson Cano all the time for not, you know, busting down the line every time he hits the ground ball. It ain't even matter if he hits the ground ball the second or short or third. Robinson Cano is not busting it down the line every single time. But that's because Robinson Cano consistently plays 160 games a year. It's a hundred and sixty-two game season. Like 162 game season, like your off days are sparingly. You get maybe three or four a month. And you go and your off days will only be on Monday and Thursday. So, like the team's off days, like your team will have an off day only on Monday. They only come on Monday or Thursdays. So you, have, so not only do you have, you are gonna play for. There are times like when your schedule has you playing for two straight weeks without an off day, or you play two straight weeks and you got only one off day. It's just, it's just how baseball is. It's tough. It's tough to play one hundred sixty two games. In a season. So when Robin is playing hundred and sixty games on average per year, like I'm definitely no. I'm definitely not gonna ask you to give me hundred and ten percent down the line on every ground ball. But now if it's top of the ninth, bottom of the ninth, like you guys are down to your last out, I need I need you to bust it down the line unless unless you like roll over to first unless you like roll over to the pitcher and he's like standing next to first base like If it's not like right to the first baseman who's standing on the bag or like roll over to the pitcher who can just flick it over the first, like you had better give me 110% down that line to beat this ground ball out. Especially if it's especially if it's bases loaded and any way you get on base ties the game. That's it's definitely when I need you to give me 110%. So like I said, it's inexcusable for Gary in the top of the ninth inning. But the catching blunder, I mean, the one in the first inning. Like I said, the ball didn't roll essentially all the way to third base, and it like barely got away. You wouldn't care. You would not care at all. So don't don't, and don't try to tell me you would care because you wouldn't. It's ridiculous. And then there's talk. There was a report that came out that Gary may have re-injured his groin running after that ball that got away. I don't know. That I, I'm, just, I'm not. I just don't want to speculate on it because maybe he did. Maybe he did get. Maybe he did re-injure the groin and doesn't want to go back on the deal because the last time he was on the DL, it cost him two and a half, three weeks. I wouldn't want to go back on the DL either, especially when I was just re- I was just activated that day. Gary, literally was just activated that day, so I wouldn't want to go back on the DL if I like literally just, if I had just gotten activated. So. I mean, I can see why he wouldn't say anything or like wouldn't make a big deal about it, but I'm not going to be 100 percent speculative on it because maybe, maybe he did reaggravate the groin injury. Maybe he didn't. Who knows? So, but only Gary knows, and I'm sure Gary knows that he messed up. Gary knows he messed up, and Aaron Boone probably talked to him. You know, all this other stuff. It's, none of the this stuff doesn't go unnoticed. Like the way the way. Not just baseball, but like anything, any sport is in general. Like there's cameras everywhere. Nothing goes unnoticed anymore in sports. It's it's that simple. There's too many cameras, you know, too many viewpoints, too many vantage points, you know, too much media, eyeballs looking at you. Like nothing goes unnoticed. And what Gary did in the first inning and the ninth inning, that's not gonna go unnoticed. Like really what needs to happen, you guys just need to move on. It happened, they lost. Should have won, but they lost. Happens. I mean, okay, not that particular way, but games you should have won, but you lost. happen to every single team in baseball. It's the way baseball is. That's what makes the sport so great because it's that's ju- that's just how the game goes, and you just gotta live with it. I'm gonna live with it. I'm 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 over it. I was over it twenty minutes after the game was over. I was like, okay. It's a 162-game season. We have 50-plus some 50 plus games left. We're on to Tuesday. We're on to Tuesday's game against Tampa Bay, knowing they don't have a starter. <laughs> and we do. Just get ready for tomorrow, Tanaka. Get ready for Tuesday's game, Tanaka. Come out here and pitch a good game. Um, let's get a W. It's that simple. It's the mindset of every team in baseball, especially the good teams. They dwell on it for the post-game presser, and then we're ready for Tuesday's game. Or the next day's game. It's that simple. But uh that'll be it for Gary Sanchez. I just wanted to you know throw that out there since I don't talk a lot a lot of a lot of baseball, but I had to get something for my New York listeners, if I have any. Fortnite's next. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna talk about Fortnite simply because of um The numbers that have come out recently about Fortnite. As it turns out... Fortnite has made over a billion... uh, A billion, with a B, dollars. I just had this thing from Cycle. Cycle is... Oh, by the way, if you don't follow Cycle... It's probably in your best bet fall cycle. It's like one of the greatest, they're one of the greatest like social media, you know, they're, they're one of the best media groups I've seen in a while. They're, they do a fantastic, they do a fantastic job of mixing like entertainment with sports and, you know, appealing to, they, they know who their target audience, their target audience, they know their target audience is, their target audience is people like me who are like, who are really into sports, like really love sports, but they also understand like the entertainment side and, they also do like, you know, entertainment movies, yada yada yada. But like they can appeal to just about anybody. Entertainment, sports, whatever. And they do a good job of mixing both of them together. Their Instagram account is the best. But they they pose the question, is Fortnite the best video game ever? Now, general now, in my opinion, it's probably not, because NBA Street Volume 2 is still probably the best video game out there, or NCAA football. Those are NCAA football or, or NCAA football or NBA Street Volume Two, probably. The, or it, Blitz the League was really good. Blitz League on the Xbox 360. That was really good. But Fortnite, it's been today is for today is Tuesday, July 24th, and today is Fortnite's birthday. So it's been one year since Fortnite launched. They are expected to make t- t- two. 2 billion with a B, $2 billion this year alone. They have over 125 million players and they made Epic Games worth $5 billion to $8 billion. So, Epic Games, who makes games like Gears of War and um, games like that, then Gears of War is a really popular game, but Fortnite has increased Epic Games' net value, their worth, to 5 to $8 billion. That's a lot of money, especially when they make two. When Fortnite alone makes two billion by themselves, and the billion dollars they made this year is on um, in-game purchases alone. That's not because Fortnite has the battle royale mode, which is free, but they also have a save the world a save the world mode, which is like thirty bucks. So the billion dollars they've made. Is simply from in-game purchases on Battle Royale mode. So the battle passes, the skins, the dances, the emotes, the plunger, the, the plunger, the the pickaxes, the skin. I already said the skins, but all the gliders, all of that, the billion dollars comes from all of those purchases. And I'm not gonna lie, the only but the only the only money I spend on Fortnite is the battle pass money. Because I'm not spending twenty dollars. Because the skins are hell expensive. They're like twelve hundred to twenty one hundred V bucks, and you know that's like twenty bucks. <laughs> Unless you're a ninja, I don't know if I want to play. I don't know if I want to pay twenty bucks to, um, you know, get a new skin or a new um, pickaxe when I get the pickaxes and skins and emotes and all this other stuff and wallpapers from battle from leveling up from tearing up on my battle pass. So, <laughs> but it's. It's crazy, like, but, like, usually games kind of die out. Like, Madden, 2K, they, like, 2K sort of kind of dies out once you get into the summer. One, because the NBA season's over, and two, you're kind of gearing up for the next edition of 2K. Um, MLB started to stop, they stopped making 2K for a while. Ooh, and while I'm recording this podcast, when I was talking about how Gary may have, um, Um, re-injured his quad I mean a quad groin I just got breaking news Um, Gary Sanchez is back to is back on the DL after an MRI MRI reveals an injury after failing to hustle on key play last night so he is going back on the DL it's probably going it's probably because of the groin again but that's why probably why he didn't bust it out of the box the first time Um, so there's that but back to what I was saying about Fortnite so so usually games like I said usually games die down um especially when it's kind of like you know like how 2k and madden and those games are when they re-up every single year Um, uh, gears of war you know they got another game coming out and it's been a while since you know the last gears of war was released but like gears of war kind of kind of dies out like less than a year after because people just like kind of they kind of like once people max out their characters and they've like pretty much acquired all the skins, like people just stop playing because it does really Gears Rewards just doesn't they don't re-up themselves, they don't update themselves. The beauty about Fortnite is we're on season five and like every season provides something different. Fortnite has done a fan, they've done like Fortnite is one of the best games, like with next gen um consoles and next gen games and like the ability to update every so often. Fortnite has done the best job that I've seen of keeping their fans interested. So we're on season five and like season five, you know, you got the rifts, you got the golf carts, um, new guns, and obviously the new skins, which are amazing. They've, and then, then the last season, season, uh, season four, they added the ability to, you know, you can level up that skin to get new additions to a certain skin. So. Fortnite has done an f- incredible job of make of keeping things interesting for um their players. Um and it's it's why they're still around after a year, because they just they, they keep things fresh. So like like I said, season five, like lead, before season five was even released, you were like sitting there thinking man, like, what's season five, like, when you're in season four, like, you know, what season, like, you're trying to speculate, what season five gonna look like, when well, we got this, oh, there's, they had the big, they had the big reveal, um, with the rockets, and when the rocket launched from the missile silo, and they did that whole spiel, like, no other game does what Fortnite does, and then, now people are copying, like, PUBG, that was out before Fortnite, and they've done, and, fortnite took took for pubg was out before fortnite and fortnite done such a such a uh better job than pubg that pubg decided they wanted to sue fortnite they eventually dropped that lawsuit but like they pubg was so jealous of fortnite they decided they want to sue him because fortnite's doing a better job than pubg at their own game and now battle royale mode now battle royale uh, game mode they're taking over you know, other video games, Call of is coming out with a Battle Royale mode, um, I, I bet money, Red Dead Redemption's gonna come out with a Battle Royale mode, like, games are adopting the Battle Royale style, but, at the same time, like, unless you can do it like how Fortnite does it, when, you don't have to do the seasons, like, seasons like Fortnite does, because their seasons are 10 weeks, which is, and that's another thing, too, like, their seasons are 10 weeks long, which is, you know, a couple months, and then you're on to the next season, but, like, they, Each challenge is, each week of challenges is something different. Obviously, you have the reoccurring challenges where you gotta find the treasure map, you gotta kill people in certain uh, spots, I mean, certain cities, you gotta open chests in certain cities or towns. But, like, each week offers something new, like deal SMG damage or deal damage, deal pickaxe damage or deal explosive damage or deal damage to people's builds or, you know, build a certain amount. Like they 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 propose different challenge. They propose different challenges every single week, and it's you're trying like you're you know you got to try and keep up. And obviously, doing these challenges tears you up and levels you up and gets you new skins and new uh, pickaxes and gets you new loading screens and gets you um, V bucks and all this other stuff. And it's like Fortnite is crazy, and it's helped. It's like Dr. Lupo, Ninja. They've T they're taking full advantage of it, uh, especially on the streaming platforms. Now I do stream Fortnite. Um, you can follow my Twitch channel at trailerday 3 I stream pretty much every day at night when I get home from work with the fellas. But it's like, and they've made it um, accessible to like pretty much everybody: PS4, Xbox, PC. It doesn't matter now. It, and if it, the best part is too like they could like help themselves out even more. Well it's not their fault. But like this would be even more beneficial to Fortnite is if PC, I mean not PC but Xbox and PlayStation players could cross platform. We could play with each other. If Xbox and PlayStation players could play with each other then it'd be more even more beneficial. But for now it's only PC, Xbox, uh PC, PS4. And then you know same platform stuff. But it's crazy. Like it yet that like is Fortnite the greatest game ever? It's it's like it's taking over so much like the mall, um, the mall here where I live, they they do Fortnite. The Microsoft store, the Microsoft store in the mall does Fortnite Fridays, and it's like gotten to the point where like, well, I want to go try Fortnite Friday. <laughs> like I was just like ah nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it, but now I'm like man, Fortnite Friday sounds kind of legit. I think I, I think I might try. So I think I might try some Fortnite Friday. <laughs> I'm legitimately gonna go to Fortnite Friday this Friday at the mall at the back the Microsoft store in the mall just just to see what it's like because I I'm like so interested now in it I, I just like got it I I gotta see it for myself I gotta participate for myself it's one of those things I just gotta see it but I mean like it's crazy how well it's crazy how in, in innovative and you know intuitive Fortnite and Epic Games is especially with this game it's it's definitely unlike some... It's definitely not like anything I've ever seen before with a video game. Because, like I said, video games, they usually die out before the years... Before they've even been out for a full year. Because... Because games just don't do a good enough job updating... The, like, companies don't do a good enough job updating their games. It's that simple. Like, Gears of War... Gears of War is honestly probably the worst at updating their game. <laughs> it's like... Like they can do updates, but like the updates are like patch updates. They don't do anything to like entice me to keep playing. Like, yeah, I got I got more stability. They got a patch. I got a patch for more stability when I'm playing Horde. What do you do? Like, can I get some new skins? Like, can I get? Obviously, Gears Wars isn't really gonna introduce new guns. Like, can I get like new skins? Can I get, like get, like put emotes in the game? Like, Gear Gear Wars, Gears Wars War had emotes, emotes or like or different um. Executions. If they had different executions with the guns, like that would be pretty cool. And I can like buy. It. I can like you know level up to get the different executions and all that other stuff. Like, but Gears of War is honestly probably the worst at updating their game and getting better. At least in, in, in at least in two K, like I can play my GM and I can have the draft like. It's 2018, so like you have this year's draft class, the guy, the guys that just got drafted, and then if I plug in my GM mode, I can have next year's draft class, and the year after that's draft class, and probably one more year's draft class, and then whatever draft class uh, LeBron James Jr. and uh, Bronny James Jr. and Zaire Wade, whatever draft class they would be, and they would probably have that too. Like at least in 2K, I can do that with my GM mode. So like that would. That would keep me playing all the way up to like twenty twenty five when I've won seven titles as a GM and I've won GM of the year eight other times. (laughs) So, I mean, unless games can start doing it like how Fortnite doesn't, I'm not saying they have to do the season mode. I'm not saying they have to introduce something new like every other week. But like if Fortnite has been diligent about improving their game at any way possible. They nerf, buff, nerf stuff, buff stuff. They're gonna buff the slurp they did buff the slurp uh, buff the slurp juice. They had they've had the nerf shotguns. They've had you know they had the ordeal with the shotguns, like, you know, you did a headshot for nine damage and it's and then you died and now you're ready to throw your controller through the TV. They've had all these problems, and they keep, and they're still. They work through it every single time. They're working through it. They nerfed it, nerfed it. You can't do the double pump. Um, You know now it says shows you how many pellets hit the person. Um, It does all that stuff. No double pumps. I'm trying to think. You know what else? I mean, they 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 have been very diligent and have listened to their players. And they've done everything in their power to make sure that this game stays relevant. And which is which is honestly game most games and game companies don't do a good enough job of it. They do not do a good enough job of making sure their game stays relevant. Now mostly that's because like I said, some of these games, two K, Madden, whatever, because they know they're gonna re up the next year with their next edition. But like games like Years of War where it's not guaranteed to come out next year, they don't do a good enough job of making sure their game stays relevant. They just say screw it. We'll wait for the next one to come out, but if the next one won't come out for two or three years, because I'm pretty sure Gears of War four came out last year, and the Gears of War five is going to come out till next year. So there'll have been a two year gap between Gears of War, and nobody, and it'll be a year. It'll be a two year gap between when Gears of War came out, and then there will be a year gap when nobody was actually playing Gears of War. So. They don't do they don't do a good enough job. So But all that stuff on Fortnite. Follow my Twitch channel. So like I'm doing I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm doing Twitch. I told you I was gonna do NFL film review stuff. Um I'm I'm trying to broaden. I'm trying to expand my brand. i like people always talk about how they want to create a brand. I'm to the point to where i need i i have a brand i like my i not like a brand that I sell, but like my personal brand i have i have my own personal brand and i'm trying and I get to the point to where I need to continue to sell that personal brand, so it means it means the world to me when when you guys subscribe you hit the like button on the podcast you leave ratings when you share it with your friends when you follow my twitch channel at trailer day zero three when you follow my Twitter handle at trailer day 23 or you follow the podcast Twitter handle at um, trailer day I mean at today with Trey when you follow my Instagram which I'm we're gonna try and do more stuff on Instagram like you guys are helping me promote my brand, and it literally means the world to me. So, just keep do, like just keep sharing with your friends and family. Keep liking the podcast. Keep leaving comments. Keep subscribing. You know, keep telling people to subscribe and all this other stuff because you guys are helping me expand my brand, and that's really what all I'm trying. That's like honestly, obviously, I'm doing this for you guys. I do this stuff for you guys because I love it but at the same time you guys know the world the world is a competition and my i have to my brand has to compete with everybody else's brand and when i'm in a competition i'm not i don't plan on losing so i i plan on winning and i plan on winning in the world so when you like i said anything you guys do that helps me helps promote my helps helps me with my brand and it helps me win the competition. So big thank you for all of you guys. Cause honestly, I can record this podcast as much as I want, but it doesn't matter if nobody listens to it. It doesn't matter if anybody shares it. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, that's all I have for today. Today was a little bit longer show because I had four topics for once. It's not often I have more than two topics. Um, uh, but Hit the subscribe button. And leave a five star rating. Follow me on Twitter at Day 3 Follow the Twitch channel at Day 3 Follow the podcast Twitter at Trailer I mean, it's not day 23 because that's my that's my personal Twitter handle. The podcast Twitter handle is at Today with Trey. And you can follow my Instagram channel at TrailDay03 because we're gonna start. I'm gonna try and start doing some more stuff on Instagram. Do all that. Be ready for the next podcast episode because it's coming at you pretty fast. And then I will see you guys when I see you, which will be pretty soon. You guys take care of yourselves and play some Fortnite. <laughs> oh, before I leave, I got to tell you guys. I got So this is a little kid that messaged in me on Xbox. Apparently, I have a couple friends that I stream with. Like uh, We all stream together. Um, Fortnite and there's this kid that's messaged all of us. He's like, you guys play with each other, right? And we're like, yeah. I mean, I play with my buddy Andy. His Twitch is, um, Ozzy plays. He's like, you play with Ozzy, right? I'm like, yeah, why? What's up? He's like, I'm dude. He's like, dude, I'm you guys' biggest fan. Like, like I love you guys so much. Like, you guys, your guys' Twitch channel is so cool. I love it. I'm like, oh, for the body of my heart. My heart, even though I know this kid's probably like 12 years old. I love... <laughs> No warms my heart So you guys need to be more like uh, this kid Show me some love I'm sorry I don't really um, So but that's it You guys have a good one um, I'll see you guys on the flip side Thanks This is the Today with Play Podcast I'm your host Trevor Day Signing out On another fantastic episode